welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses joy. Welcome. Lately, I've been thinking about the slogan, Always Maintain Only a Joyful Mind. And at the same time, I've been haunted by the teachings on facing the reality of suffering this world straightforwardly. And the phrase samsara, or the nature of reality so often, is an ocean of suffering. Two seemingly contradictory but important streams of teaching. One is about the obvious fact of suffering of all kinds, that much of it is inflicted by ourselves, and and others seem to be part of the package, part of the environmental situation. And at the same time, there's an emphasis on fundamental goodness. So what is it? If the world is marked by endless suffering, how can you be joyful? And if the world is fundamentally good and wholesome, how do you account for suffering? How can one in the same teaching say that the world is full of suffering, it's endless and relentless, and the world is basically wholesome and good, and you are basically wholesome and good? In Buddha's earliest teachings on the Four Noble Truths, suffering, the origin of suffering, the cessation of suffering, and the path, he presented this discovery as liberating and and joyful. So right at the beginning, there's discovering how bad things are is actually a form of liberation. For it was not just about wallowing in things being bad and difficult. It was recognizing that there's reasons for that. There are causes for that. And because there are causes for that, it's workable. We can remove the causes. It's possible, therefore, to free ourselves. Personally, I find one of the most painful experiences is to pretend things are okay when you know they are not. And I think there's a lot of pressure to do just that. Holding that kind of pretense, individually or collectively, is pretty painful and unsatisfying. So whatever this joyful mind is about, it's not about pretending things are okay when they're not. It's not about closing off bad stuff so we can have a little island of good and hang out there. And it's not joy in the form of euphoria of some sort or indulgence. It's clear-eyed. It's easy to feel that the only way we can show we care about this world and our fellow suffering beings is to feel bad all the time. So that's going to help. It could almost be a form of what's called virtue signaling, showing that we really are in tune because we feel bad. And honestly, there's a form of joy that is pretty annoying, really. The kind of joy where I'm so happy all the time and everything's working out for me and I'm so special. This is not the kind of joy we're talking about either. As an extreme example of closing off joy as a threat of some kind, during the Cultural Revolution in China, there was a sense that moments of joy and aesthetic pleasure were indulgence, distractions from the great task of building a better world. So people were supposed to dig up their gardens and get rid of all those little touches that are so charming about humans everywhere. Those little moments where people have nothing, they find a tin can and put some dirt in it and plant a little flower, or find a discarded poster and 
hang it on the wall. Little gestures of love and appreciation and happiness or joy. For a totalitarian system, such moments of joy are actually subversive. Subversive in terms of bowing to some kind of higher authority. So what's the big deal? Why would you need a whole slogan to remind people to connect with quality of inner joy? It's not just about feeling a little better yourself, but that quality of joy radiates. It actually affects the environment in a healing and a positive direction. I have this slogan, always maintain a joyful mind, on my refrigerator, and I try to touch in with it each morning. I usually get up early in the morning when it's still dark, and I walk outside to pick up the newspaper that's been delivered, being kind of old-fashioned about that. And I always look up at the sky. I see the moon or planets or stars. And for a brief moment, things are not about me and my plans and my troubles and my obstacles and my ambitions. It's just a simple moment of appreciation, of quiet joy, of some kind of perspective. Another thing about this slogan is it says, always maintain only a joyful mind. There's the word maintain. I don't think that so much means to hold on to those little moments. But I think it is important to remind ourselves, to touch in regularly, to not forget in the midst of all the dramas and struggles, not forget that fundamentally it's an amazing thing to be in this life and experience this world with all its complexities and confusions and heartache. Just to be so simple and unpretentious. With a joyful mind, we can come at problems with a fresh approach. It's possible to approach our actions and even our spiritual path in such an earnest way that we close out that quality of joy. It's like we're going down the middle of an iron tube with no ventilation. We're so determined for our particular cause to the point of fanaticism. But that's not the only way to get things done. Without joy, things get very tight, more fixed, less visionary. So I could go as far as to say that Joy is an essential part of the heroic path of compassion. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.